Alright, what's up? Derek here, Barrett, Bass Podcast. I want you to listen to a sound on TikTok. Uh, before I play this sound, I want everybody to know that I did get her permission to use this sound in my podcast because I told her, you know, the truth that somebody's story, somebody's um, cry for help, somebody's cry for victory could help you know, people you'll never meet. And it's very important that we recognize this and we recognize uh, TikTok as a platform of where the bariatric community is just lit. Plain and simple. It is a great place to be. Very supportive, very positive. A lot of really great, I don't know if you would call them influencers. You know, we're all influencers, but people who are very powerful speakers um, that have really, have really great stories. Uh, her name is V8, VHS. <laughs> VSG Jess underscore uh, 419. I will put her her um, her name um, in the body of this episode so you guys go and follow her. I'm telling you, she's quite, quite a creator. Hold up. Hey guys, I just wanted to do a quick little morning chat real quick. It's very hard for me to make this video. As most of you have seen, I took a step back from TikTok for the last several days and I didn't even know if I wanted to make this video or not because I'm very kind of like ashamed and embarrassed about it. But if I put it out there and it helps me or if it helps someone else, then it's worth it. I try to share all the ups and downs of this journey and there have been more ups than downs. This journey has been amazing. This is an amazing community. Um, but sometimes we just, uh, we kind of self-sabotage. We kind of get into our own heads and we do things that we don't really understand we do things that we're not proud of and um there's only one person that i've talked to about this ashley thank you for listening and thank you for allowing me to tell you about this without you know you judging me or making me feel bad about what i'm doing but as I talked about how weight loss surgery is not the easy way, one of the bullet points in that video was the fact that just because you have this surgery, it doesn't automatically make your eating disorders go away. It doesn't make your mental health, you know, top notch. Um, I've really been struggling lately because the closer I come to the 150 pound mark, the more obsessed I become with seeing that number on the scale. And every morning that I step on that scale and don't see that number, it frustrates me. It makes me angry because I'm like, I'm doing the right things. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. And I don't know why my body just won't let go of these last eight pounds. But, you know, you hear eight pounds and it's like, Jessica, that's not even that much. Like, why are you obsessing over eight pounds? But it's like, it's been in my mind to hit that 150. So that's why I become obsessed with it. But with the obsession, um, Going back to the eating disorders, I struggle with disordered eating more than half my life. And that's always going to be in the back of your mind. That's always going to be um, something in your mind that says, you know, Jessica, that worked for you. That made you lose those eight pounds that one time. So maybe you should try that. So here lately, I've restricted myself to unhealthy levels. I've only been taking in between two and 300 calories a day. Most of my calories are coming from the coffee. And when I drink my coffee, which is something I love, the same now as I love before surgery, um, it makes me feel like, okay, you had that, so you shouldn't eat today. You know, you've had those calories, so you shouldn't have food today because you had that. Mm. And then when I do eat, um, I have to really fight the desire to make myself throw up. And I've lost that battle more times than I care to admit. 
And I'm very embarrassed to say that because I never thought I would have to revisit that part of my life again. But I don't know. Um, I'm just really struggling. I may take another step back and... Okay, so uh, that's for the video, and it's a good three-minute video. Um, I don't sit through videos very often. I'm very busy uh, at work, you know, whatever. But I took time to watch your content, like I always take time to watch your content. Um, but I want to come at this not so much from a mental health standpoint, because, of course, I talk a lot about mental health because I've been through so much in my life. Uh, <clears throat> and I've, you know, really capitalized on a lot of um, the, the shit that I've been through. But this is what I'm going to talk about, the science behind low calorie. Okay, so very, 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 very important. Um, people need to understand. And while, no, I am not a, a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian. My wife is. And these studies are 100% accurate. Um, what people need to understand, first of all, that last eight pounds, uh, Jessica, if I'm you know, given the privilege for you to listen to this podcast, um, you, while we shouldn't be focusing on numbers because, you know, focusing on numbers any way, shape or form, whether that's your weight loss, it, money, monetary issues, situations, um, you know, days sober, you know, they're very important to the, the individual, you know, practically important, but, the science behind it is also needs to be recognized and brought to the attention that, you know, it's something that is just going to drive you crazy just because of the simple fact that you may be stalling because of your hormones. A lot of people think that these slider foods are causing stalls that people, you know, going off their diet is causing stalls. The way the human body reacts to calories, no matter where you are at, no matter if you had weight loss surgery, non-weight loss surgery, weight loss, simple slider foods and i'm not saying they're okay because let's talk about the mental health of these slider foods they're gonna you know they're gonna stack each other so i'm what i mean by stacking each other is you're gonna go from taking one a day like eating one stacker food or it's like it's not stacker slider food stacker though right slider stacker same thing <laughs> you're gonna go from having one slider food your brain is going to believe that it's okay you know this is gonna come to that next thing you know you're gonna be you know having your, your diet's going to be gone. But almost 90% of the time, unless you are consuming more calories than your body can burn, which is impossible, especially at just two, well, two years out of weight loss surgery, okay? The amount of calories that you're consuming, your body is burning way, way more then you are consuming. So, great example. I'm active. I take, you know, good 14,000 and on average 14,000 steps a day. My resting metabolic rate, which is how much calories I'm burning at rest, is 1,600. So, I'm 47 years old, right? I'm a 202-pound man. I'm burning 1,600 calories a day. That is just me chilling, blinking, breathing. That doesn't take into consideration my steps. Now, steps. How many steps is, you know, 14,000 steps? I mean, excuse me, how many calories are 14,000 steps? How many times have you climbed up and down stairs? How many times have you, uh, you know, bent down to pick something up? You're burning a ridiculous amount of calories a day and not a lot of people notice. And the kind of science is kind of, uh, frust not frustrating, but confusing. 
where you have your your regular you know resting metabolic rate and your actual calories that you burn in a day you put those together it's how many calories you're burning in a day now why i say i want to want the reason i'm putting uh jessica, jessica sound video in the podcast is to explain how important it is to at least maintain your resting metabolic calories now it's hard don't get me wrong okay i've two years out i was able to pump in 2,000 calories a day now even though i was probably my resting metabolic rate back then because i was regaining was probably really high but my my metabolism was shot but when you're consuming less calories you're literally losing muscle mass. We do not want to lose any lean muscle mass because the more lean muscle mass that you're losing, the lower your metabolism is going to be. So when I say lean muscle mass, what do I mean by that? So there's a few different types of muscle masses. There's bulk muscle mass or dense muscle mass and lean muscle mass. Your lean muscle mass is created by consuming uh, lean proteins and moving, basically. So that's all I want to do is all is build lean muscle mass because the more I have this lean muscle mass on my old, my 47 year old body, the more healthy I'm going to be. And I'm really, really struggling because I have a lot of injuries on my body and it's hard for me to, you know, keep up with my lifestyle and how I want to live. Um, but you are subject, no matter who you are, no matter what gender you were born into, no matter what, uh, a surgery you had, or if you even had surgery at all, your body is subject to weight gain by consuming less calories. Okay, you got to remember, the less calories you consume, the more you're like going to possibly gain weight. So you need to take this into consideration. Now, this is where the mental thing, mental aspect of it comes into again. The mental aspect of this is okay. Well, I eat like that right now, especially because I am bulking in like the next eight weeks. I am trying to put on as much muscle mass as I possibly can because my uh meltdown Derek almost took his own life. Uh, anniversary is eight weeks away, and that's plenty of time for me to put on you know a good significant amount of muscle mass because I want to be able to stand in front of people and say, This is how I did this, and it's going to be free fucking information absolutely free so it's important that everybody understands what is happening inside of me when i'm eating this food right i have to eat 3,000 calories a day at least and it is hard two reasons number one discomfort because of my rny pouch number two because mentally i feel like i'm putting back on weight i mean this after losing over 80 pounds in over in under a year, in ten months, basically, my brain actually that would be fourteen months. Fourteen months because it started last February or twenty, yeah, twenty twenty one in February. The, the mindset of me, even though I know the science of putting back on the weight, really messes with my head. So. One thing that everybody needs to understand, you are not going to gain, put on a regain, if you consume 1,500 calories. And I know that might be kind of difficult to get. I know you might have uh, problems um, of 
you know, past traumatic experiences where you may feel you are going to be exposed to an old eating disorder habit or a, you know, something that hasn't been um, addressed as far as having eating disorders. But with therapy, you can work through that. I just wanted to get a chance to get on here, play Jessica's video, promote her, her, uh, her TikTok and explain, you know, the science behind why it's just so, so critical. You do your best to change your relationship with food and stop eating, thinking less calories means less weight because that's not how it works. Um, especially as you're getting older. Like I said, I'm 47 years old. And it's very difficult to keep my metabolism where it is like active enough to maintain my lifestyle, which is me. I, I move a lot at work. I have to move a lot. Like I said, 14 to 20,000 steps a day, depending on the day. And so even if you have a sit-down job, even if you have a sit-down job, you're still... You still have at least 14, 15, maybe even 1,600 resting calorie, resting metabolic, resting metabolic rate. You know, even if you're sitting, the body is incredible. So just keep this in mind. Go seek therapy. If you don't have money for therapy, and this is my, my number one advice, because it's how I got better. I, I wasn't healed. You know, I still have mental health issues. I'm still depressed. I'm still anxious. But it got better and more manageable when I was able to open up. If you guys remember back in April, after I had this meltdown and I almost took my life and I almost overdosed on a bunch of shit, I got a video on Facebook and just poured myself out to my following. It was 11,500 people that were like, like, I, you know, I, I've talked about it several times, 170 followers, fell off the face of the earth. But like I said, the messages that I got, the love that I received was unbelievable. It was great. You know, I did have some, you know, some people talking some shit, but you know, it, just the response of opening up, like literally exposing myself and everything I am and every, all my negatives, healed me okay so remember that if you don't have the money for therapy you don't have insurance roll the dice and open up to people you don't and when i say open up to people when i opened up i didn't fucking open up to anybody i knew i didn't open up to my family hell i called my sister and my dad and was pretty much rejected because they thought, oh my God, he just said he was going to kill himself. What are we going to do? That hit me harder than anything. But the people, strangers, you know, people that followed us on Facebook, those, that's where the real support came. And you should, I, you know, I, I'm very open about my mental health issues. So people are um, brave enough and courageous enough to open up to me because, you know, I got quite the experience with that bariatric lifestyle. Plus, like I said, my wife is very educated in what she talks about and what she's going to school for. So I love you guys very much. VSG Jess underscore 419 is 
her TikTok. Just if, like I said, you if I'm given the privilege that you listen to this podcast, um, send me, you know, a message, and like I would gladly help you with any type of um, like nutritional science or exercise science that you need. Okay, love you guys very much. Again, take care of yourself and each other.